Please bow your heads with me in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, live in us today. Root out what is in us that is not of you and fill it with your Holy Spirit that our lives might show your life, your will, your way, your desire, your grace, your mercy, your love to a world that you alone can save. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Have you noticed that uh, it's really difficult to do what you want to do? <laughs> um, what, what I mean by that is that there's a lot of things that I say I want to do, but then uh, I set out to, uh, to work at them and for one reason or another, I get sidetracked. I get, uh, I find that uh, it's a lot harder than I expect it to be. I forget that that's what I wanted to do, and I start doing something else instead. Um, I, I find that uh, even though I say I want to do lots of things, um, those things are not things that come very frequently. Um, and I spend a lot of my time doing things that... I didn't really want to do. I'll give you an example. I want to uh, eat more fruits and vegetables, right? I know that I should. I know that uh, I, I don't eat enough of them and that I should eat more of them. Um, but I find that uh, even though I want to eat more fruits and vegetables, it doesn't necessarily happen very often might make it for a meal, but then later on I'm right back to uh, my carbs or whatever it is that I find. Um, saving for retirement. Great idea, right? I want to do that, um, except when I don't want to do it, right? Uh, learning, I, I, I would love, you, you know I play a little bit of guitar. I would love to be able to play guitar that includes something other than just drumming chords. I've said that for probably 20 years now. <laughs> I still just drum chords because as much as I want to be able to do it, I don't want to learn to do it. The trouble is that I want to want to do a lot of things, but I don't really want to do them, right? You see the difference. I think there's a lot of things in my life that I say, oh, I want to do that, and what I really mean is I want to want to do that because what's going to actually happen is that I don't really want to do that enough to learn how to do that um, and to do it consistently. I find that my faith works much the same way. Are you with me on this? Um, I want to want to do what God has called me to, but I'm not sure that I always really want to do it. 
I want it to come easily. I want it to be just, uh, uh, I want it to be on my time and in my, on my terms. I know that I should do this. I know that there are things that uh, are important for me to work at. Most importantly, when I come to uh, um, uh, doing God's will, at the heart of God's will for me is forgiveness. I want to want to forgive until I need to forgive. And then I sometimes don't want to anymore. Right? There are so many things that work this way for me. And so it seems like the solution then in terms of my faith would be what? That we would find a way to drum up enough uh, motivation, right? Willpower, that's what we need, more willpower. And so uh, just like uh, that diet that we can't stick to, um, we need, if we could just get enough willpower or support systems around us, then, then we, could, we could muster up the energy, the desire, the want to, to be able to want to all the time. The only problem is that I've never been able to do that. Not once. For, not, well, you know, once, yeah, here and there. But not consistently. I cannot get there. I want to want to. And yet I don't want to. So what are we to do? Is there another solution than just finding a way to get us to that desire, to desiring what God wants? Because I, I, in my head, I know that the best thing I could hope for is to desire what God wants. What God wants for me is the best. So why would I not want that? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. Do you? Here's the problem. As much as I think the solution is to muster up this want to, the good news is that that's not God's solution. God's solution is very different. It's hinted at in the, uh, the first lesson today where we hear about uh, uh, God's plan uh, revealed through the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah, who envisioned uh, this time when God would, not, would make a new covenant with his people, a new promise, a new way of life. You see, the covenant for the, for the Israelite people was exactly that. Uh, as God led them out of, of, of slavery in Egypt and, and gathered them at Sinai, God gave them the covenant the laws, the way of life. This is the way that you will live as my people. And God said, what? I gave you this covenant. I led you out. I brought you to this place. I rescued you. And then I gave you a way of life to live. And you did not live it. That sounds like me, right? We have the word of God God has rescued me. God has showed me how to live. God has said, you should want to live this way because this is the very best life that we could possibly imagine. And though I want to want to live that way, I don't. 
But Jeremiah said there will come a day where God will make a new covenant with his people. One that isn't like the old one that you broke. <laughs> he will write it on their heart. And it will be in them. That's what Jeremiah looks at. The new covenant won't be outside of you. It will be inside of you. It will come from within you. It will be who you are. Because you are made new. And Jesus is the way this happens. So that in our gospel today, when, these, uh, when Jesus is with the uh, disciples before the Passover, this is just before um, the, uh, the events of Holy Week that we're, we're right uh, about to come to. This actually happens in John's gospel right after uh, the triumphal entry into Jerusalem um, on Palm Sunday that we'll look at next week, not from John's gospel, but from Mark's. Um, so Jesus has come into Jerusalem, um, in, and, uh, and the, it's Passover time, and so the, the city is bursting at the seams, and there's excitement about who Jesus is, about what is going to happen with the world, and there are, uh, and we, we get the word that there are some, some Greeks. It's just another way of saying they were foreigners. They were folks that weren't um, from Israel that were there. And they came to Jerusalem and they find Philip. Philip is a Greek name. And so maybe they spoke the same language, right? You find somebody that you can communicate with. And they found Philip and they said, Philip, here's what we want. We want to see Jesus. Seems like a logical thing. He's the excitement right now. We want to see Jesus. And so Philip talks to another one of the disciples, to Andrew. Well, we got these guys. They want to see Jesus. Anything else you know about them? No. We're not told anything about them. They finally get the word to Jesus. And Jesus, instead of doing what we would expect, right? What we would expect is for Jesus to say, all right, bring me to them. Or bring them to me. But Jesus goes into a whole teaching moment about seeds dying and sprouting forth new life, fruit, and grain. He talks about giving away your life so that new life can come. He talks about not being stuck on what you're holding on to, but that, that if that's where you are, you're going to lose it. And that if you're not willing to give up all that you have, then you won't find the life that you're looking for. This is what Jesus says when these Greeks show up saying, we want to see Jesus. Jesus says, you want to see Jesus? This is what's going to happen. You're going to go away. And Jesus will show up where you were. Your life 
is going to disappear. And Jesus will fill it and make it new. You see, the solution that God gives to our problem of wanting to want something that we don't really want isn't to get us to really want it more. It's to replace my heart with His. It's to replace my desire with God's way. It's to fill the place where I thought I was going after my life with a life that God goes after the world. Surprisingly, God's plan is not to make me want him more, but to unite to unite me with him through death and resurrection. Through dying and rising. You see, my wanting to want never includes being willing to let go. But if it doesn't, I will never get to what I want. And I'll never get to what God wants. What God wants for us, for me, for you, for the world, is that we are made new. And that cannot happen until I let go of what I want. until I let him bring me to my end and until he becomes all of me. I can't make that happen and neither can you. But God can. God does. God is making that happen. Jesus said it this way, now is the judgment of this world. It has already been given. And the judgment is that I must come to an end that Jesus may live in me, in you in us, in the world. So that at the end of the day, it is not about the world seeing me at all. But may the world see Jesus. Do you want to see Jesus? See him. In the way he lives in you. In the way he puts us to death and raises us to new life. In the way that God, God alone, can fill this world 
with the only thing that lives. Jesus, the Son, the crucified, and the risen one. May he live in us today. Amen.